Hello, and welcome to the Mindset Nebula, where we talk design, SAP, experience, and all other things happening in the tech world. And sometimes we just kind of talk about what we want to talk about. <laughs> uh, today on the Mindset Nebula podcast, we have a really interesting topic. We're going to be talking about SAP Signavio. And with us today on the podcast are, are some probably podcast regulars now these days uh, with us. So uh, first off, we have Dinesh Chava. Welcome, Dinesh. How are you doing today? Thank you, John. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Uh, so looking forward to this engaging discussion today. So thank you. Yeah, excellent. Uh, we also have Parthvi Sankar. Hi, everybody. Happy to be back again. Yeah, it's nice to see you again. And we also have Rob Nushwander again. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, John. Yeah, absolutely. So really, just to, to, to get right into this topic, I think you know, SAP Signavio has, has gotten a lot of traction in the marketplace in this past year. And we really wanted to focus a full episode on it because we're, we're really interested in, A, how this can help clients and customers really, really look at what's going on in their SAP systems, how these things come together, and, and how, how that transforms on the other side to what can you do with this information that you have. But maybe, maybe first off, I don't know, does anybody want to take a stab at you know, what, what, what is this SAP Signavio thing? in your mind. <laughs> so John, let me take a few words, you know, a few minutes here. What I gather is that SAP Signavio, when it comes to you know, an enterprise, uh, it is more focused around business process management. And when you talk about the underlying technologies like SAP BTP or SAP itself, you know, that's the enabler for process improvement. And they both have to go hand in hand. And I think that becomes the conduit of how to bring in more optimization and resilience and compliance and things like that and standardization uh, together for the entire enterprise working alongside the technology uh, overlaying that with the business process management tool such as SAP Signavio. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess in, in this view as well, I know be, before there was a Signavio, um, we had heard a lot about Salonis and so, it does. I don't even know anymore. Does does Solana still exist? Is it still a separate company? Is it just that SAP bought Signavio and they're they're putting all their effort into that now, or, or where where does does that partnership lie in this model? Um, I think Solana still exists and as a separate company. Uh, I, I think the whole Signavio acquisition came about. SAP was using Signavio by, uh, by the time they acquired. Uh, Signavios, and they were already positioning Salonis to many of their customers. So it was perhaps a kind of head-to-head -head game, you know. So and then finally, Signavio was the chosen one, and Salonis still continues to exist. Interestingly, Salonis, I think, has expanded beyond SAP. Was already expanding and has even gone beyond SAP. So maybe that kind of freed them. Uh, to explore other avenues rather than just SAP. So if you think about ERP agnostic, it must be Salonis. And if you are thinking about SAP customers, then Signavio fits right well into the whole portfolio of SAP. And also, uh, I'm sure with the acquisition, there's a lot of integration work going on. We will hear about it at some point of time. Integration at this moment is perhaps just talked about in the context of solution manager and maybe S for HANA will come at a later point of time. It's certainly a part of the rise with SAP, right? A main part of the rise with SAP. So 
I fully agree with that. And, and, you know, SAP's done a lot of, um, you know, a lot of effort in the, in the last nine to 12 months in marketing and, and making sure that people see the role of process intelligence as delivered through Signavio in their intelligent enterprise, um, you know, uh, approach. And so when they talk about the intelligent enterprise, they talk about the core S4, they talk about, you know, the business, the, the business capabilities, they talk about the uh, BTP innovation and, and data management capabilities. And then, um, you know, they kind of rise over to the, the uh, industry lines of business types of extensions, and then overriding the top of all that is, is this process intelligence. And so, you know, they have, a, they certainly have a vision about how all these components fit together. And, um, you know, the realization of that bit, that vision right now is, is Signavio. And so I agree with Peru. I think you're going to see more integration across all those different elements over time as, as they, they make it more tightly integrated. But um, I think it's it's a, a very coherent piece of their of their overall discussion of intelligent enterprise right now. Yeah, and just to just to further the, the the you know statement there, I think one of the main drivers was as Paru said that is it was being used internally by SAP for transforming their own business processes, and they found the application or or these capabilities that it had complementary to what SAP already had in their tool set. And that's the complementary part. And also the second part was how do you branch from SAP processes into the non-SAP aspects of the business processes to give a more holistic perspective from end-to-end -end as an enterprise. And I think that, uh, you know, changed the viewpoint and say, you know, this is a complementary and it works for us. It's for large enterprises and it, it works across SAP and non-SAP facets of the business process domains. It's very interesting, Dinesh, that you mentioned that because in my mind, the question is, as a part of RISE with SAP, they, uh, there is always the intelligent enterprise and end-to-end -end processes that span um, traditional uh, homegrown SAP systems as well as the acquired company cloud systems. And then the question is, Cigna, knowing SAP and how long it takes with the integration and so on, where does Signavio start? as an initial starting point, and then how does it branch off into and tying up the complete intelligent processes? Because especially in these processes spanning for, just as an example, business networks, it will go across from Esfahana to Ariba, and maybe once we bring in the rice with SAP business networks at that point of time, logistics business networks, that is already three different solutions. And one strong point of Signavio is triggering workflows. And then all these workflows need to be tr triggered across the different systems. So I can imagine it's a long, long, long roadmap to get all these standard, thing, uh, standard scenarios working. And perhaps this is also where uh, customers will require the help of both SAP as well as other entities like partners to help them to figure out the way and to plug in the gaps, right? So. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe to answer a quick question here as well for for folks you know customers looking at Signavio to use, you know, when when would I use this tool? Like to to me, this is very much like an explore slash discovery type tool of hey this is this is how I see something that's going on that maybe I didn't know about. But do we see this as a tool that's used during a you know during a, a rise engagement you know or as a S4 upgrade tool, or are people out there running ECC? Does this have a ton of benefit of just just installing there? What what are what are thoughts? 
Yeah, I think from my perspective, what I you know get from what the tool capabilities are and positioning of the, of the tool set itself is that any enterprise who is looking to transform themselves, they need to fully understand what are they transforming and their business processes to have a very detailed understanding of what they do uh, as an organization is very important. And also this uh, employing this, this technology, uh, you know, at any time is beneficial, but more so it is governed or impacted by the, by the external factors, like the talk about pandemic, talk about uh, compliance, uh, you know, uh, and, and uh, monitoring and compliance uh, regulations that come into effect that the companies or enterprise need to respond to. And unless you understand your business processes in detail and find out either the good parts or the inefficient parts, you are not in a position uh, to actually, you know, adjust your, uh, you know, processes to the to the outside world. And I think those are the imperatives. It is the it is the pandemic. It is the digital digitalization. It is the, uh, you know, how can I put more monitoring and compliance into effect uh, and agility that I can bring to the business. I think those are the drivers that can bring in. And they still follow the SAP activate phases, but I think my, what my understanding tells me is that uh, having a proper uh, value proposition uh, def defined upfront, this is called the phase zero of, of SAP activate, which is the plan and 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 define and and then start and explore, define and design. You know, emphasize on that first because there could be multiple iterations how you go about. Know, implementing the several components that are part of the SAP Signavia toolset is, and what makes most sense is 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 very unique to your situation. So spend the time necessary to derive or determine the value proposition, what you want to actually attain, and do that iteration cycle early on to actually you know start implementing the other pieces of the components that it has to offer. So not really a system requirement you know, that you have to be on S4 or anything like that, but more of a, more of a phase that you or your company is in. Yeah. I think the way I like to think about it is it's a real fact-based kind of exploration. So look into really what are, uh, what is the data telling you? What is the numbers telling you? And identify where are the problem areas based on those factual uh, situations and then take actions based on the factual situations. What I would miss over there is the human uh, feelings and the human emotions, right? So uh, I, uh, when I think in terms of what we do in design thinking, there is the human element, the feelings, the emotions aspect of it that overlays on that. And what uh, Signavio would add to our design thinking is bring in the factual aspects of how are the customers' processes running, how are the customer systems running, and then merge the two together to bring a huge value to our customers. This is how I would uh, think about the usage of Signavio, a fact-based addition on top of what are the humans feeling, and then take that further uh, to validate or to contradict. Uh, is this really where we need to focus on and help to prioritize? Yeah, I think that's that's really good, Peru. I, um... You know, the one thing that, that occurs to me is it, you know, there's two use cases and Dinesh touched on, on both of them a bit that, that, that stand up first in my mind. One is kind of in, in the, the vein of continuous improvement and understanding how your existing business processes are working. Like you're, you're in the system, you're using it today. And the outputs of Signavio's analysis can be good signals 
to where you might be having problems. Mm-hmm. And then you can dig into those and, and look at them from a human-centered perspective, as, as Peru talked about, and look at the different angles. But having the data to pinpoint some of those areas where the processes seem to be working well or in alignment with um, standards and where things might be off the rails a bit um, is really useful because um, it, it helps you identify where to inspect. And it's important to you know, continuously inspect and adapt so you can improve your existing processes. The other piece is then, um, you know, what are things that you're not doing today that, that would benefit your organization? And so that's more of the exploratory phase that, that Dinesh was talking about. And there, you know, baselining um, you know, the, the right ways that processes could be stood up and could be uh, implemented in your organization that, that's kind of tried and true in the market. Um, additional value point, and that's more in, in kind of extending your capabilities. So one is continuous improvement, and one is your expansion. That's kind of the, the two use cases I, I label on it. Yeah. And the other neat part of this exercise is while you're doing it is that you have the capability to actually simulate. You know, once you find the inefficiencies or the processes that are deficient or manual or redundant, you know, you can simulate a path of higher value and then you can see the results, how this impacts your overall end-to-end process and where the efficiencies can be gained. And then you can fine-tune that process through this iteration, you know, through the simulation process. Mm-hmm. Something came to mind with, with these points too, is that you know, when, we, when we traditionally start out with a customer, we're kind of in this explore and discover phase. And I, I, can't, I can't think of a better tool right now, other than Signavio, that helps describe a business case. Right. Once you have these facts, once you have these figures, we have probably one to many, you know, 10 different business cases of, of things that a customer can go after. And so mm-hmm. once those things are identified, you know, coming back to Peru, your thoughts there is, hey, we have these 10 different business use cases with validated metrics that we can go after. Now, let's start to do user research. Let's start to do user interviews. Let's see how much pain is coming from this. Let's, let's research some service desk tickets. How many issues are actually happening in this area? You know, and using both of those sides together really drive what you can, you know, what you can go through a design thinking engagement for, what comes out of that process. Mm-hmm. And can you tie, uh, like the, the biggest thing at the end of the day for me is can you tie what you saw in Signavio to business results at the end of the day from what you implemented, whether that's via all the different channels that Signavio can, can help with, like process automation or, or other automated tools, there's, there is that huge human component to it as well that we're, not, that we're not really seeing in the tool. Right. And I also, I think, John, it also provides uh, at least a journey modeler, right? It provides a kind of infrastructure and it really gives a structure to uh, building out what your solutions could look like, to your point, uh, thing, uh, Dinesh, when, uh, that you mentioned as well. Uh, think in terms of what is the persona. If you think we are already doing personas, but uh, walking through what does that persona mean, bringing in that persona, what, what do the touch points bring in? We bring in the sentiments from our workshop and then add the data on top of that and then link it completely. So how does that look like as an end result before we jump into the final implementation of it? That will uh, add to the business case and then help us to refine the business case further as well. Uh, when we think about which solution do we actually want to put in place. So yeah. The key word there is experience. Yeah. Yes. How do you take the operational data mm-hmm. and and see side by side with the with the experience data that you're collecting, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and and see how how those uh, touch points and those uh, you know uh, you know satisfaction levels and whatever that that experience data tells you yeah. how to marry the two and yeah. that's where you see the clear picture where to make a dent yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that I was looking when I was looking into it was also the process governance aspect. I'm wondering how that ties up with the GRC, right? So, so far, I haven't seen anything. I don't know whether any of you have seen, but I haven't seen anything that talks about process governance tying up to GRC or uh, anything of that sort. So there is the risk and control management. I hope that there is a tie up to GRC coming as well, because that will help to kind of round up. Uh, I don't know whether it's a pure technical part and that's where I need to dig in further because they do talk about integration to solution manager but not to GRC so that's something I would love to see further so yeah no sir those are important uh, evolutions of the product because otherwise your customers are, are confused that where where should I be doing these things within my stack like if I've got some of those types of capabilities that, that might be present in Signavio, but also present in other components of, of my, of my, um, my operation and my solution set. Where do I, where do I spend my time? It's um, without, without guidance or rationalization of that, it, it can be particularly confusing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't, I didn't miss a, an opportunity to, to throw in a, a throwback joke from Dinesh's comments on uh on experience data and operational data, the uh, the Bill McDermott yeah, X- connector X's and O's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah, if we're allowed to yeah. still say that anymore. <laughs> oh, I think you are. It's a part of the uh, whole uh, business transformation suite, if I understood right. The, Perfect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did see that uh, experience aspect coming into this, but I haven't seen an example. But I did see it in some white papers and so on. So yeah, uh, it is actually embedded within the what they call the journey modeler. <clears throat> That's where they try to bring the operational data for improvement and then you know, uh, read it or study it uh, with the experience data that you're bringing in from external sources and how to then map it out in a more graphical representation to see <clears throat> where things can make a high value impact if you were to change something. Yeah. I think it's really, really good that they've continued with that too, uh, just because you know, we, th- there may not have been a very overly direct, you know, Qualtrics connection back in the day to, to all these things, but the, the components of it are, are exactly right, right? We need operational business data statistics to, to, to sell these things to management. We, we need to have a quantifiable business case that has value, that has ROI, that has percentage increases that we can prove. But there's a whole other side of it, of how, you know, us as mindset, we, our mission statement, you know, it says it right there that we make people's lives better at work and mm-hmm. that you cannot quantify in a business dollar value. You can quantify it in a, you know, a pain point or a user research point or everything that, that, you know, people see when they come out of a, come out of a project and how much it's helped them in their day-to-day lives. And I, I think that gets lost a lot. I can ultimately tie that, you know, employee experience to engagement and, and retention, right? And that's where you start to have real vast amounts of dollars involved because recruiting, hiring, training, onboarding talent is expensive, and um, and and it's 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 disruptive. And and being able to 
have more engaged and and um, longer longer tenured employees because you're providing for their experience. It definitely has a business value that that you can measure with with um, you know kind of hard dollars. But yeah. right, having the signals to how this improves the user experience and, and um, showing the kind of the correlation between the attention that you're giving to the, these process um, indicators and an improved um, process tied to the experience. That's if you can make that that um, connection there, you can you can show business value. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, that's correct, Rob. And I think you can take the same sentiment and apply that to another constituent of as, as a customer. You sure. know, is the customer happy? Is the customer is the returning customer? Is it customer raving about your products, you know, in your uh, social profiles? And those things, you know, don't have like a direct correlation of my next sale is going to come from that, but have an overarching uh, value impact as to how this company is actually perceived outside. Yeah. I think one of the things is also from a change management perspective, right? I mean, how many, how often do we have uh, a thing, uh, uh, solutions that are built up with uh, just the stakeholders working it out and then nobody in the organization actually adopts it. So just to understand really what are the parameters to apply, uh, what can convince the users regarding why this change is applicable for them, even getting their sentiments back into how that change looks like, I think that is uh, typically an underestimated aspect of any kind of project. And this also helps to bring that, uh, of, again, coming back to fact-based, fact-based, um, uh, uh, let's say, foundation or uh, motivation that will then help the adoption better. So. so so now that we know that it's a it's a good tool to use, right? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good place to find things. How do how do we do it? How do we get into Signavio? What's what? Where do we start? So my observation, John, in this area has been that uh, you know you can't, as we said, there are major six components. You know, four were part of the SAP Signavio tool when they acquired it. They added two components to that, which is the process insights and the automation part that was added by SAP to make it a full holistic, uh, you know, suite of uh, business process management. Uh, to me, it sounds like, you know, you can't do everything. You can't do uh, all six components at the same time, but you can start from somewhere. And what my knowledge tells me that starting from the process insights area is your best bet because that's, that can give you some uh, empirical data as well as some, 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 some other input key information as to where things can be transformed because you can do simulations, you can do other things, but also you can also factor in how can I better standardize processes towards the goal of process excellence. And then also find avenues to, uh, you know, bind the process such a way that the more and more automation can be employed there as well. So the tools that we always talk about, IRPA and the BDP suite of integration and data analytics, data is residing in hundred places. How do I bring it and unify the data at, in one single place? So I think those are the avenues that you uncover and you try to solve those one at a time. You know, you can always start small. We have been a proponent of, with a POC, with a small. So take an element of process insight. It is uh, quite, uh, you know, uh, it's not very difficult to get starting getting outcomes or outputs in weeks and months. It is a matter of days. And you can start your journey right there and complement that with some, you know, a, a journey modeler to add the experience data to that. And that's where you can start seeing the picture of where my value is going to be, you know, if I want to change something in, in the status quo. I think if we were to think, uh, Dinesh, I'm completely in agreement with you. 
if we were to think in terms of uh, our five phases, explore, discover, uh, design, uh, starting with those three phases. Uh, and also that's also the app house phases, right? So uh, typically we start with the explore to identify which are the problem areas or some, most often customers come to us with problem areas and say, this is where we need to make some change. Now the question is, is that is the problem area they are seeing really the right problem area? That is really where we can apply, we bring in the industry best practices, we bring in our understanding of what are the trends in the industry, and then we see what is the match there and apply the Signavio process insights and see, okay, this is where we see the match, this is where you think you're having a problem. Actually, the data shows you perhaps are not having a problem over there. And uh, but the out, outliers are actually what you should be looking for. Or maybe you you are absolutely bang on. That is exactly where you have the problem. So we help uh, process insights really helps them to model it. Then we go through our discovery phase. We work through the design. We put the users together, identify what are actually the challenges they are facing, and then do the journey modeler to see where, where exactly is, how exactly does the solution look like? Is that the solution that they can relate to? Does the data speak the same? So bringing in the two aspects is very important, not just a machine aspect but or a data-driven aspect, but bring the users together, bring the people together, build up that, as you said, build up that change uh, case business case for that. And then subsequently, before you jump in and implement everything, make sure you have all that set in place and in stone. So that's the starting point, process insights. So same for me. Rob? No, I, I, I you fully fully agree. The only, I would only round out the piece that you didn't touch on is once you, let you, you know, go through that process of, of discovery and ex exploration and then, and then, um, implementation, then you've got the, you know, the process automation and the governance that that's more of the, you know, kind of the execution phase on, on the backside of that, the tools that they bring in. Um, but yeah, I think you two, you two covered it very well. I would look at it the same way. The one Please thing that uh, I kept challenging myself, even while I was thinking process insights is we talk a lot about the hype word, artificial intelligence, right? So from that perspective, um, what about the automation aspect? What about the deep learning aspect? So maybe if you are a, a client that is jumping uh, into having the latest and the greatest technology and in reducing uh, all the manual work, perhaps that is one area where you can really look into how can we automate processes further and so on. So, uh, but you still need the process insight. So. Do you feel feel a natural tie in there from what and why SAP bought Signavio into you know getting all the way over into that process automation step where you know all of these things are, are going to be hosted on BTP. BTP is a huge push for for SAP, of course, to to get people into more of the innovative services and things like that. And the quote unquote you know magical words of AI, ML, IoT, <laughs> that, uh, magical automation that that happens in a black box somewhere, right? Um, but to to get there, that's exactly the point. You know, we need to know why, when, and where mm -hmm. we should focus those things. And that's that's a little bit of why I think that this tool almost deserves a a a a, a better a better description from a business perspective mm -hmm. versus hey, this is a tool that IT can run to see where something's wrong. Uh, yes, it is that, but a business person won't know that Signavio is is there for them to. Mm -hmm 
help with any pain points that they have unless an IT team is already very well versed in it and, and knows kind of exactly where it can focus. So mm-hmm. I don't know from from doing some research for this for this episode on Signavio itself, they're they're very much into getting doing the data mining all the way to the automation piece. And they're I think they're missing a little bit of the business cell here. Mm-hmm. Actually, absolutely right. Because I, in my mind, I'm not able to think of this as an IT tool, to be very honest, right? So maybe yeah. because the process insights is kind of blocking my uh, head, but uh, the, by the time we come all the way to the process automation, interestingly, AI, ML, all those play a role, but there is also the old world uh, word workflow. And that I found very interesting because this is one of the most underestimated, uh, I think, um, part of any project that uh, we can see, if everyone just kind of does workflow at the end as a kind of afterthought, whereas that is the one that connects everybody together and helps really in taking the right decisions by the right person. And maybe this is what brings it to that level, right? So, Vinesh, you were going to say something. I saw you coming. Yeah, Miss, I think there were two parts to that. Uh, on the first statement, I was trying to add uh, the flavor of uh, benchmarking and moving towards the best practices because that's what your process insights can tell you where you are deviating or there is a opportunity for one to move better to the bench to the to the best practices and that could be best practices right out of the SAP box as well but then to to match up against the industry benchmarks as well and that can tell you how much forward you have to move uh, to get closer to those benchmarks and the second part was uh, you know the tool itself is you know is called more of a business centric, and that's why they say you know it is it can be integrated to Soulman uh, uh, with, with with the connectors and adapters that are already uh, already available uh, because you can then seamlessly bring the process flows and the, from the repository from Soulman and bring it to the outside outside world of IT, which is business, and then you work in conjunction with the business and IT together. I mean that's how they're promoting it from a mm-hmm. standpoint is that this should be treated as a business system. And then the solution manager, which houses your process, you know, the hierarchy and the flows and everything else, all these artifacts can easily be, you know, extracted out, you know, along with the data from S4 or ECC. And then together with the data to where the, and you can apply that data to the processes now. And now you're able to find out, you know, if I'm pushing all this data through this business process step, where are the hiccups? Where are the bottlenecks? And what can I do to improve those or eliminate those bottlenecks? And that's where I see that it is, it is uh, together, working together can reap the benefits, not, not as individual as, a, as an IT or just a business. They have to work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Do, do you see, so, so as everybody's here kind of working with their clients and customers, um, have you seen a lot of uptake yet in, in Signavio customers? Have you seen it run in a customer instance? You know, any, any foresight there? You know, I was just thinking about that, John. I, I have not yet. And um, it might be that it's in, in some of the enterprises, but uh, maybe being used in a more of a planning function that, that I'm not as, as close to with the people that I've been working with. That being said, the, you know, the marketing, most of the companies that I'm working with are, are established SAP organizations. They've got a, you know, a sizable footprint. Um, they're they're transitioning or or considering S four. Some of them are on S four, but f- none of them have really chosen Rise as the path that they that they're going at. And a lot of the 
the marketing and the and the association of Signavio with the other enterprise solutions of SAPs that I've seen have been tied to uh, Rise and and kind of that S four transformation piece. And none of the customers I'm currently working with are right within that kind of that wheelhouse. It feels like that's too limited, right? I think I think it's got broader applicability, but I haven't seen it marketed or at least discussed within my customer base in that broader applicability just yet. Yeah, yeah, I would concur with that, Rob and Paru. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think in, in inclination for customers to get that is uh, with the SAP Rise. You know, if you if you get that, the whole gamut. Then you are a better chance to to employ employ that as a technology set or as a tool set, um, but as Rob and Peru said that uh, the, it is the uh, application is much wider. It doesn't have to be alongside that. It can be for transforming your business for the impending you know circumstances that you are dealing with your organization is dealing with to become a better uh, orchestrated you know enterprise. So, right. I think that's also the whole aspect of uh, like BTP. How many customers are able to really grasp what is Signavio about and how can it bring a big difference to them? BTP is a little fur, uh, far, uh, further into the journey than Signavio is, right? So uh, I think that is one of the challenges. Dinesh, what you just said uh, made me think of something. Uh, when we think of, if we were to think of Signavio as a business users, uh, Imagine the integration with AppGiver that it would, uh, what would happen. The business users can look into the insights from SignaView and then create low-code applications with AppGiver. So that's two acquisitions coming together. I think maybe I should talk to SAP about what I can yeah, do there, for there, them. Right? So, yeah, there, there, is, there is a correlation there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. there's a roadmap. We've already, we've already put it out there. Exactly. <laughs> I need to put some yeah. kind of copyright or trademark over there. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had the same feel, Rob, uh, about the you know the marketing aspect of it is that it's it's kind of composed into this rise offering where people are only looking at this as a as an upgrade or a transformation tool from ECC to S four and and to that point, yeah, I think I think it is larger than that. It it can be used outside of those contexts contexts and um, have a ton of value. Yeah. Just and, and, sorry, go ahead. Tom. I was just going to say, Prue mentioned this earlier um, too that you know BTP. If you take that as a as a as a comparison point, right? I think it started out in a similar, um, got lumped into a broader set of of other offerings in the in the integrated um, you know the intelligent enterprise suite, but it's started to kind of emerge as, as a separate concern now, right? And we're seeing uptick in customers that are looking at BTP and, um, and innovation and, and, and use of that outside of the scope of, of their transformation to S4. And maybe that's where Signavio needs to emerge and maybe you know several months down the road, we'll be entertaining customers who want us to um, work with them on, on Signavio um, proof of concepts and implementation and, and drive that this similar to how we're doing that with BTP with, with several customers. We, fact, could, we could ideate on, on what the, the name change is gonna be. You know, since there's there's going to be at least three name changes before it becomes popular. Okay. <laughs> right now, it's BTS, you know, like the Korean band BTS. It could stay popular. So, <laughs> but I think uh, to that point itself, I mean, the fact that Salonis was very popular even before this acquisition happened and before Rice came itself is an indication that there is a need for such uh, such a tool. 
And maybe rice is just a kind of launch pad while SAP gets all the integration act and everything together, uh, because otherwise there's a lot of expectation from the clients regarding what all can the tool go. So maybe it's a kind of let's protect this a little bit before we kind of launch it into an independent entity, by which time you're ready with all the different interfaces and all the different links, for example, the solution manager uh, to uh, launch it as a different independent tool for any of the SAP software to run on, right? So, which may take another decade, perhaps, but thinking yeah. about all the other... Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the process insights, when they added that, you know, as part of the portfolio, you know, it still is SAP-centric. So it has to, uh, you know, from other, other parts of the components, yeah, it is non-SAP, but just for that purpose, you know, it is only centric to SAP now. So it has to move beyond non-SAP features as well to do the process insights. Yeah. And in fact, SAP was already working on process insights even before uh, Signavio and also had a BPM before Signavio. So this is perhaps just bringing a state of art, all those uh, tools together, right? So, yep. and to bring the two together, I think will uh, need some work. And it's just, what, one year now? One year, four months, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said you said something interesting before too, Paru. Around you know we're we're usually looking at a customer from a very specific pain point perspective, and being able to use this to kind of validate those thoughts. And you know, it's it's one thing that even even if we were to run it after a pain point, there we could we could be able to, and a customer can do this on their own as well. But um, really showcase, hey, is is this what you should be focused on? Right. There, there could be a, a glaring hole in supply chain that people haven't seen that has a huge business case and a huge ROI perspective that, you know, it, whether it's a, a best bang for your, your buck approach, whether it's a top down approach, you know, it's a lot of different strategies and how people tackle different different things within SAP. This this is one of those points where you can really showcase, are you working on the right thing at the right time? And John, how does this tie into the accelerators and the value of the accelerators. Oh, we do. No, <laughs> um, no it's a good point because, you know, so my team's developing a bunch of different accelerators out here for different pain points and different process areas that we see over and over again. They're super common use cases. That's why we want to have a huge catalog of accelerator type applications. And so I, I see this being used and has been used as something where we can identify to a business, here's all the places where you have some gaps or you have some holes. And we have an accelerator now that's, um, we're, we're going through a fun naming process, but some people call it the S4 App Genie, some call it the S4 App Finder. I think I'm just gonna rename it to something like Merlin by Mindset, because it's some wizardry, some who knows. But uh, the, the tool actually goes out and maps, you know, your SAP usage to uh, standard content from SAP. So usually standard Fiori applications is what we're looking at. And if we see glaring holes in certain supply chain areas, we can target that process area within our accelerator to showcase, look at all the standard content out here from SAP that you're not using. Mm -hmm. um, what that also does as well, and, and what's in our backlog that is a little sneak preview here, um, is we wanna be able to tie that to our accelerator catalog as well. So if we can go into our tool and say, these are all the standard pieces of content from SAP that you can employ for this and or for your pain point for this area that Signavio sees, 
we can also see an output of these accelerators from mindset also fit this business need, fit this use case, and are very common scenarios that we work within um, all the time. So I I can see us using this, you know, just just internally within our team to to be able to run different scenarios on where people see holes and areas and and what um, what content is available out there in the marketplace to them. Yeah. And I think that ties very well with the industry best practices as well, right? Uh, what we discussed uh, towards the end of last year, John, tie the best practices and the accelerator together and then see which are the process insights that get plugged with that. I think that would add a strong value to even customers understanding really what is the business case and where exactly they need to invest in. So. Yeah, those those common pain points are different for each industry. Yeah, right? exactly. You can't you can't go to a utilities customer and say you have a you have a sales order problem, right? <laughs> and you you can't go to a manufacturer and say your your field service workers are are having problems. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of common pain points uh, that are very very industry type. Right, right. The same pain points, very different use cases in each industry, right? So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good call out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think uh, overall, I think it really is going to be exciting, provided SAP is going to, uh, able to showcase the value to the customers. I think that is the biggest challenge that I see that is happening at the moment. So, and for but us, yeah. To demonstrate it as a standalone value driver, right? Not as right. part of a bundle. I think that still is another piece that, that, you know, maybe would be a critical part to seeing it used more frequently. Right. Do it. Does anybody is this used kind of as a sales tool right now to to get people into more of an S four rise program, or are they using it as a benefit point to that? Or do we know? I've seen it, definitely seen it mentioned as a benefit of, of you know you get the licensing for this and, and the capabilities that it provides when you when you go with that bundle. I, I've definitely seen that advertised very specifically. Gotcha. Yeah. The question is, are the customers seeing that as a benefit? Right. So enough. So. Yeah, I was just curious if it's part of the you know the overall long term strategy of mm-hmm. hey SAP let's get people to the cloud, <laughs> and so they're they're yeah. bundling it together and anything to to move people towards that yeah. that service offering that they want. And that would make sense, right? Because that is that is such a critical piece of their strategy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question is at at what point do they you know unleash it on on and and market it more directly towards the rest of the SAP population and and start to promote other other value drivers. Yeah. Which is a huge amount. Mm-hmm. For sure. In fact, a little bit of history. This was also one of the value drivers for success factors in 2011, 2012, that there were all these standard KPIs and so on, using which you could see how your processes, success factors processes were performing. And you could benchmark against the industry benchmarks and actually decide where, where exactly you fall and take actions on the processes. So this is uh, from a messaging perspective, it sounds very similar from 2012, but perhaps with very different kind of technology accessible now, right? So uh, again, success factors, sellowness, all that history came through and now maybe SAPs hopefully can capitalize on this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, any any final wrap-up thoughts from folks here on, on Signavio overall before we before we end this one? I think I would love to see Signavio plus design thinking and what it brings to our customers. That's my favorite topic. So have like an app house flavor to, oh, yeah. to talk about Absolutely. it all, all yes. around. <laughs> yeah, I, I um 
I talk about continuous improvement with organizations all the time. And so um, I'm particularly interested in the ways that it can help support that and, and um, under underscore the data that, that helps people illustrate it. So I think it's, I think yeah. it would prove valuable. I'd, I'd be interested to see it more in action. Yeah. And my takeaway is that, you know, it is a journey to bring you closer to the best practices and achieving those uh, bench, industry benchmarks. At the same time, also trying to identify those areas where they are not performing the way they should be. And that's where I think, John, the portfolio that we are creating at Mindset uh, can be, you know, even though they're very industry specific, but we can solve one problem at a time. We can help one industry at a time with that to, with those capabilities that we are building internally. That's where I see the highest value. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, we can we can kind of wrap up this this lovely edition of the Mindset Nebula. I think um, for for me, this is you know this is kind of the most fun we have at Mindset is being able to talk about these these different things. But uh, tune in next time. Of course, we'll have another fun topic. It may be SAP, it may not be SAP. Who knows? Um, and please go out to mindsetconsulting.com. You'll see our event schedule. We have a lot of roundtables, uh, obviously the podcasts, and uh, a ton of blogs and content you'll, you see posted on, on interesting topics like Signavio and BTP and services and, and everything else under the sun. So yeah, please, thank you so much, you know, Dinesh, Rob, Paru, today for the conversation, and we will see you next time. Thank, thank you, John. John. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.